Good morning. We welcome you to worship at University Baptist Church from wherever you are in our community, the nation, and around the world. We know that the Spirit of God is active around the globe, and we pray God's Spirit will touch your life this morning. Pastor John has been battling illness this week, so please keep him in your prayers. Reverend Kenny Swift is bringing God's word to us focusing on the words of the psalmist in Psalm 30, preaching that we cannot do what we do alone. That is the presence. It is the help, the love, the mercy, and the grace of our Lord that aids us on our journey. Will the dust praise you? The psalmist asked God. Will the dust praise you. Well, this morning, may even the dust around you proclaim the faithfulness of God as we praise God together as one people, receiving the power of God's mercy, God's love, and God's grace, and returning to our Lord in whatever way we can. That awesome love that we have received. One of the most influential writers of the 20th century, C.S. Lewis, wrote, no good work is done anywhere without aid from the Father of lights. Would you ponder these words of meditation in silence and prayer as we rest and find meaning in our relationship with the Lord? Let us pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Thank you. 
This is our time of prayer. And as you have heard earlier, we ask you to keep your prayers for our pastor and his recovery. And all of our members, we ask that you lift them all up in prayer. Lift our nation up in prayer. Prayer does matter. Prayer is something that we can do that not only helps others, but it helps us. It reconnects us to the power source. Because when we pray to him, we pray with the knowledge of what he has done for us. We pray with the knowledge of what we hope he will do for us. And it gives us peace. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, you're such a wonderful light in our lives. We ask you to keep shining on us your love. We ask you to allow us to receive it and to use it to your betterment. Dear God, when we stray to the left or we stray to the right, we ask you to correct our direction. God is to you. God is to your love. Dear God, we want you to continually bless those who are sick, those who are shut in, those who are going through so many different things. We had this pandemic, and a lot of people are not sure about their faith. They want to know, are you there? And God, we know you're there, but we kind of ask you to push it a little bit harder for some of us, to give us that which you allow us to go maybe just one more day, knowing that you are faithful, and great is your faithfulness. Dear Heavenly Father, this is the day where we come to you in prayer, but every day we need to come to you in prayer. We want you to continue to allow us to, not allow us, but hear our voices. Hear our voices, dear God. Because without it, where would we be? We ask you to work with us as we, as a church, make decisions on what is best for our congregation, for our church, and for everyone that we serve. But more importantly, we want to make sure what we do pleases you. We ask you for the guidance and the ability to make those decisions. And then, Heavenly Father, you know, we need to laugh. Give us the ability to see joy, the ability to see the joy in something as simple as a little child skipping the school, the joy of seeing an elder citizen enjoying a visit from, her, from him or her grandchildren. There need to be joy. Allow us to see the joy, to receive the joy. And now, Heavenly Father, we ask you to allow us one more time to say the prayer that you taught us, where all your disciples said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us our daily bread 
and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Offerings to God. There are many ways that we can contribute to our church. Just check it out on our website, weareubc.org, and let us now pray. Oh God, we know that you are with us always, through the best of times and the worst of times. And God, we know that we couldn't even be here. We couldn't have made it this far through these times had it not been for you. And we are so grateful. And now we give back to you our time, our energy, our financial resources, so that others might know your love, your care, and your presence to sustain us through these times and through all our times. In your name we pray. Amen. Our scripture this morning is found in the book of Psalm, Psalm 30. I praise you, O God, because you raised me up and kept my enemies from gloating over me. I cried to you for help, Yahweh, my God, and you healed me. You brought me back from the realm of the dead, God. You spared me from going down into the pit. Sing to the Lord, you who love God. Praise God's holy name. God's anger is fleeting, but God's favor endures forever. There may be tears during the night, but joy comes in the morning. When I presumed I was secure, I boasted, I will never be defeated. 
When I stood in your favor, God, I stood as firm as a mountain. But then you hid yourself from me, and I was filled with terror. So I called to you, O Lord. I pleaded for your help. What good will come from my destruction, from my going to the grave? Does dust praise you, God? Can the dead proclaim your unfailing goodness? Hear me, O Lord, and be merciful. Help me, Yahweh. Then you changed my despair into a dance. You stripped me of my death shroud and clothed me with joy. That's why my heart sings to you. That's why I can't keep silent. Yahweh, you are my God, and I will thank you forever. May God bless our reading and understanding of the scripture today. In this world, I walk alone with no place to call my home. But there's one who holds my hand, the rugged road through barren lands. The way is dark, the road is steep, but he's become my eyes to see.
Amen. Thank you so much, Jacob, Vicki, and Raymond. We thank you all for your service this morning, and um, greatly appreciate it. Good music, folks. Good music. I'm so grateful for that. This morning, we're going to look at, as you heard earlier, Psalm 30, and hopefully there'll be something there for you. I'd like for you to think about the idea of receiving a blessing from a terrible situation, and once you receive it, what do you do next? What do you do next? How many times have you found yourself in a difficult situation, stuck, stuck on a dark road, a loved one is in the hospital getting ready for a difficult surgery, and in all of this, you know there is nothing you can do. There's nothing. And then something wonderful happens. We pray. We pray as earnestly as we can. And sometimes, a lot of times, those prayers are answers. And we just jump for joy. And in this passage of... Uh, Songs by David. David has overcome an illness. He's, you know, he's been through it all. Um, he is so glad that God saw favor on him. It was a plague in the nation. You know, people just waiting for him to die. He had a lot of enemies. But God showed favor on him. And in this, this chapter, in this um section we have at 30, there are many quotes of thanksgiving for a host of reasons. And the first one, first, first one, I will exhort you, Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. Lord, my God, I called to you for help, and you healed me. You, Lord, brought me from the realm of the dead. You spare me from going down to the pit. Powerful words. And I, I'm just, it kind of makes you feel, you know, that was serious dis discussion <laughs> David was having in this psalm. So, we want to have like, this can be like a, a blueprint. So, keep track of what we're doing, okay? First thing, praise him. David was counted out. His enemy was waiting for him, but God had other plans. David has prayed for what God had brought him through. He reached out to others in his prayer. Second part, when you thank God for what he's done for you, gather somebody else around you. Let them hear the praise. And it's a good chance somebody might rub off on them. It's a good chance they might hear something that says, you know, maybe I need to step my prayer life up. Or maybe I feel grateful for what has been done for him. And I also feel that it's possible for, possible for me. He shared the joy. We need to be able to share our joy with others. It's not just for us. We need to be able to share it. And, and know that God loves us. And now we come to the fifth verse which 
A lot of people know they use it all the time. And it says, for his anger lasts only for a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Rejoicing comes in the morning. King James, which is the most popular version, says, for his anger endureth but a moment, and his favor is life weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. How many times have you heard that said? In many settings, I have a buddy of mine on his phone. You know how folks have their phone and they, have, they leave messages, you know? I'm just trying to tell you something real quick. I really don't have time for a, a complete song, or, <laughs> but his is consistently. Joy cometh in the morning. It may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. What a comforting word to hear. Weeping may endure, but joy does come in the morning. In David's song of Thanksgiving, we find ourselves just before the joy, standing in the hallway. You know, you got to sometimes stand in the hallway, you know. The weeping, maybe not physical, it's that feeling that I just don't know how this is going to work out, you know. But you have told me that it's just for the night. You told me that joy is going to come in the morning. I think when we say that to people, we need to be understanding that joy and coming in the morning may not be the next day. It's that period that I have to wait, I have to see, I have to feel all the hurt, all of the disappointment, all the uncertainty. But I just got to wait till the morning. And I don't wait alone. I wait in prayer. I wait in sharing with you. I wait in the understanding if he answers your prayers, he's going to answer my prayer. But it doesn't happen until the morning. And the morning will come when the morning comes. And also, I think it's kind of important that the joy they're talking about might not be the joy that we're talking about. Sometimes the joy is that person, that situation, it's what they have father. That's a tough pill. But that is joy also. Because there's somewhere where there is no more pain. There's somewhere where they're feeling the comfort of God's love. And I believe in time. Because we got to go through a certain period of, of, of hurt. But I believe in time. Joy in the morning will come to our hearts also. Joy. So we want to keep that in mind. And now, we have all of these things going on in our lives right now. And um, David is just kind of a happy guy now. You know, life is great. And then it's, it talks about he is so comfortable in his own self again. You know, David was never a quiet type guy. I guess you might know that by now. David was not one for, um, 
Oh, thank you so much. I feel so honored. David will let you know I am David. I'm in charge. And now he's back on his feet. Now he's looking back on all this. And this, this is, he's looking back. And he sees how it's sort of like a mountain. You know, you know, I can't do no wrong now. I'm, but something happens. And what it is is that I believe when we receive a blessing, we fall back onto that thinking, I did it all by myself. I fall back on that idea that, you know, I had a lot to do with this. When early in the scripture, you was weeping and crying, saying, I don't know what to do. So sometimes when we get back on our feet, we forgot who got us there. We, got, we forget sometimes. I think in the good, not intentionally, I think it just kind of happens. I think we kind of get into the place, I'm, I'm back in it now, you know. And then when we do that, sometimes our prayer changes. Sometimes our prayer changes. Maybe we don't pray as frequent. Got busy again. Life is back on track. And we certainly don't pray like we did when we were in despair. Prayer changes. The frequency changes. Sometimes our prayers become prayers of obligation. Sometimes. Then it happens. And it always happens when we try to do it alone. You think you made it happen. Maybe you are. Maybe you do. But then all of a sudden, you see in the reading that Jesus lifted me out of my despair. But he turned his face. He turned his face in dismay. God did. He, he had the idea that I was not... Um, <clears throat> they realized that when you hid your face, I was dismayed. Was dismayed. What was he knew that something wasn't quite right. He knew that something about the way he was going about this wonderful recovery he had. It was something that wasn't quite right. Could it say Jesus turned his head? And, and, and so he had to say, uh, "What's happening? What's different? What am I doing that I should not be doing?" Get, what, I, what I believe happened, what I'd like to say happened, he realized he had left the basics. You know, <laughs> guy used to say, you stay with the basic, you never have to go back to the basics. And what was the basics? God, I need you. God, I'm praying to you to help me, to move me to a place so I can enjoy your blessing. God may, they say he don't, doesn't punish us, but sometimes we have to have discipline. Sometimes he disciplines us. Why would he discipline us? He disciplines us just like a parent disciplines a child. I love you, and I think what you're doing is not correct. I want to show you sometime in an unpleasant manner, <laughs> sometime in something you may say, well, but I know 
all the discipline, all the growing up that my folks did for me, down the road, it made sense. It was way down the road. No, down the road, it, it made sense. We need to be disciplined. So we got to be disciplined. Also, David knew that to be of service of God, he had to let these things go. He had to find new clothing to wear. They talk about the sackcloth. He had to get rid of that old and put on the new. And what was the new? The new that I'm re-energizing my faith to God. Because that's the only way that this is going to work. That's the only way that I can get the relief. And I, I, st I still want to stay with the joy. I want to stay with the happiness. And I'll never be there. The world I'm going on. So maybe we need to rethink. Maybe that suit you've been wearing for so long, I'm calling it a prayer suit. Maybe that prayer suit doesn't fit anymore. Maybe you need to get you a new prayer suit. Maybe you need to find you a new scripture or, or find you a new worship order or find you a new place where you can be in contact with God and that he knows it and more importantly that you know it because you will know it by your actions. David knew he had to do something different. He couldn't stay there. And, and, and the scripture says it. You turn my wailing into dancing. You remove the sackcloth and clothe me with joy that my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Lord, my God, I will praise you forever. You turn my wailing into dancing. What, a, what an imagery. You know, what an imagery just, just that quickly. We can go from one situation to another situation, leaving God out and find yourself in another situation where you had to go back to where you were. God just wants us to show your love, show your faith, and stay the course. So we must constantly pray. We must constantly want him to be in our lives because he hears you. Never think your prayer is not heard. I don't care where you're praying at. Subway station, I don't care where you You might have to pray there, my goodness. But um, <laughs> wherever you're at, God hears your word. This is a, not a complicated scripture. It just asks us to be mindful of our relationship with him. Be mindful of, of what is important and what is not important. Be mindful when we pray and he give us the blessing that we don't take the blessing for granted like it's just going to happen. The blessing was a fact that God loves us so much that he did way beyond what we thought. So, what did we get out of all of this? These are the things that we need to be mindful of. Will you, now, you can get out your, I know you all wrote everything down, so we're just going to quickly go over it. One, shout for praise. When you're blessed, shout for praise. Let God know that you love him. Secondly, find somebody else to help you shout for praise. And together you shout for praise. And what you're doing is just rejoicing in God's love. You just, because you come from, what, the, what did we just say? Wailing into dancing. Yeah. Thank you, God. Because I didn't know 
I was in that hallway. Yeah. I didn't know Jory was going to come in the morning. I was just in that hallway. And then, even when there are heartaches and despair, even when there's this, that time we're not sure, even though it's said a, many, a million times, weeping may stay for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Being comfortable with that statement. You might want to just keep that in your hip pocket. You might want to write it down, put it in your pocket somewhere, because there are time or time or place, and, and you might just hear a phone call, and you need to read that immediately. Life is such. And then, when you got all these good things going for you, don't let your ego forget who made it happen. Don't let self, don't let people say, man, you, you know, Kenny, you, you, you're on top of things. You, no, I have been blessed. I am thankful. And I want to continue to have the joy of my Lord and Savior. Don't let your ego forget who made you. You can't, we can't do this alone. And also know that sometimes God may turn his head. He's not turning away, but he's going to turn his head sometime in our behavior. But you know, even when he turns his head for discipline, even when he might turn his head, he never stops listening. He never stops waiting for that prayer, the prayer of, for, the prayer of forgiveness. He never wants, he's just there. Now, if I gather all these things and put it in my little, little toolbox, kind of carry it with me, in this world that we live in today, in, in this, this, I say, turmoil in a lot of instances, not knowing what, not knowing who, if we haven't figured out that the relationship of prayer is something so valuable and so important, we're going to be all alone. I don't want to be alone. I want God to protect me and to love me. I want to be able to praise his name. I want to go from wailing to joy shouting. But sometimes it won't happen if I don't understand that I got to let him know that he is God. I got to re reinforce my faith and belief it's not going to happen. So in closing and as we look at this, Remember these ideas. Shout for praise. Bring others into your prayer. Remember, even the time of despair, there is joy in the morning. So don't let your prayer stop when you don't hear an answer immediately. And never, never let your ego move you or let you forget who made it all happen. And remember, God is always there. He never turns away from us because he loves us. This is the prayer. This is the good news I think David wanted to tell first himself and then let others know. And if a person as powerful as David needed a good lesson on how to pray, I think we also do. Amen. And we have our confession and assurance of pardon. Most loving God, may we never forget that all we have 
We owe to your loving kindness. Amen. benediction. May we praise you always for your loving kindness and protection. Amen.